Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Timberwolves have had a great year, but a bump in the road against Oklahoma City last night. And Chris Hine joins us. He covers the Timberwolves for the Star Tribune on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Chris, good to visit with you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Steve. How you doing? Yeah, good. Better than the Wolves. They got thumped. They, they haven't had a lot of clunkers. That, that was one. That was one of them, uh, you know, Really, from the start, Oklahoma City just looked like they were a step quicker than the Wolves last night. Uh, the defense that has been such a, a bedrock of the Wolves' success so far this season just wasn't there. And, and Chris Finch was saying how they have to kind of get back to where they were a few weeks ago. Um, you know, it's kind of let them down of late. And, you know, we kind of knew that this, this little stretch of the schedule here was going to be a tough, a tough stretch. You know, they're in the middle of a of like a 16-game stretch now where they're playing all teams above 500. Uh, 11 of those games uh, are on the road. They just were on the East Coast last week. Then they had to fly out to Sacramento, then back home for Christmas for a bit, and then down to Oklahoma City. So they've also logged a lot of miles over the last few weeks. So I don't think a little slippage in defense and all the traveling they've been doing, all the tough opponents that they've been playing – I don't think any of this is kind of coincidental. So, you know, they, they get Dallas, uh, two, two games at home coming up here, Dallas tomorrow night, Lakers later in the week, uh, maybe a chance to get their legs back under them a little bit, and Dallas will be coming in here tomorrow night on the tail end of a back-to-back. So uh, we'll see if they can regroup after what was probably their worst defensive outing of the season the other night. Chris Hine joining us, covers the Timberwolves for the Star Tribune. Oklahoma City. They're the real deal. I mean, this is Chet Holmgren, of course, uh, Minnehaha Academy a year at Gonzaga, then was banged up uh, a year ago and didn't play for Oklahoma City. Um, This is a really good team. It is. Shea Gildas-Alexander is probably going to be in the MVP conversation, probably going to be top five for it this year. Uh, Chet did a nice job of really kind of just really just bringing Rudy Gobert away from the basket, and that allowed some of the cutting lanes to, to open up for Oklahoma City last night. And just up and down the roster, they have so much young, good talent. Um, you know, even when you, you bring in somebody like, uh, you know, you have Lou Dort hitting threes last night. Uh, uh, Isaiah Joe is a really good shooter uh, for them. So there's a lot of weapons. You know, they don't really have the size beyond Chet, and maybe that's the – you know, that's one of their weaknesses. But the other thing is, whatever weaknesses they do have, 
they have an army chest full of draft picks to address whatever needs they think they may need at the deadline or in the off season or, or whatever. Um, so whatever they think they need, they can go out and get it at the deadline. And, you know, right now they're number three in the West, I think two and a half behind the Wolves. Uh, you know, they're, maybe consistency will be an issue for them. Um, but, man, when they're on, they are really tough to beat. Yeah, and the the Timberwolves, you brought up the stretch. I, I was going to say, the, the Timberwolves at one point in time may be able to sneak up on, on people. Not, not anymore. Everybody in the NBA, anybody who follows this league, particularly the teams and the coaching staff and the players, they know about the Timberwolves. They know about Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards and Mike Conley and company. And, you know, they're, they're going to get everybody's best shot now because once you've kind of climbed the mountain, the challenge is to stay there, stay on top. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly right. And I think you probably saw a little bit of that last night with Oklahoma City, especially after the Wolves beat them back here a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, and that's that's kind of what what the Wolves' next challenge is going to be. You know, I remember, you know, a couple of weeks into the season last season, New Orleans was like the one seed in the West, and they ended up at the at the eight seed or uh, you know in the playing tournament at the end of the season. So, you know, just because they're the one seed now doesn't really guarantee anything at the end of the season. Now, the way that they've won games, it looks like it's a sustainable thing, you know, as long as everybody's relatively healthy throughout the course of the season. But, you know, you, they can't get complacent because one bad, one bad, you know, stretch of games, and you can go from the from the one seat to really being, you know, on the verge of missing the playoffs. That's what happened in New Orleans last year. It, it's happened a lot over the course of of the league. They just gotta get back to the kind of basketball that they were playing. And this is a, you know, this is a difficult stretch of the schedule. It is. It will get lighter for them uh, once they exit this mid-January. But for now, I think this is a real test for them. It's a real test of their, of their energy, of their mental toughness, of their, you know, ability to overcome whatever, you know, aches and pains that may be bothering them and still try to post wins. I think the home crowd has been a really good thing for them this year. I think it's a fun atmosphere, really energizes them. Um, you know, I, and having in with this job, I get you know fortunate enough to get to travel to a lot of a lot of road arenas. And I, I have to say, I think I think the the atmosphere for home games at Target Center is is really among the best in the league right now. Um, and I think that that has really helped them uh, maybe on nights where they otherwise might not have had the juice to get a win. No, no doubt. Fans here are hungry for a winner. It, it, you know, goes without saying. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It is great to see fans fill up the building. And it does speak to one thing, that this is a great hoops town. It, it really is. They just haven't had a lot to cheer for over the years in general here in the NBA. The Golden Gophers have had their ups and downs. But you look at high school gyms all over the metro area and for that all over the state, there's a lot of people watching hoops on any given night. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I think the Wolves will tell you that, you know, ratings are ratings are up. At least, you know, they were as of a story we did a, yeah. uh, about a week or two ago. Um, attendance has been great for them this year. And, you know, I think you could, you could kind of see this building two years ago, you know, when they had that year where they made the playoffs for the first time. Last year was kind of a letdown because there were such high expectations that they didn't meet following the Gobert trade. But now that everything has seemed to be clicking and they are off to such a great start this year, you know, I've always wondered what, what this town and what, you know, what this area would be like if the Timberwolves were good. And it's, it's, fun going to games and experiencing that atmosphere you know it's what it's what regular season nba basketball should be like you know there's some arenas around the league obviously if teams are bad it's going to be a lifeless kind of arena but you know you go to any game on a on a tuesday night or a wednesday night now at at target center and it's a lively atmosphere it's fun it's a lot of fun to to be at these games right now yeah, holiday schedule is good. Mavericks in town Thursday night. Then the Lakers on Saturday. Hopefully LeBron James uh, will suit up uh, for that because that that is an event. I, I will say this, whatever the sport, you know, you, you, you don't get these living legends in town a lot. And, and I, I hope for the sake of Timberwolves fans that he does play because, you know, even when, when LeBron comes in, to the into the uh, building to warm up before the game, uh, it, it it's cool. It, it's like back in the day when Jordan would come to town. It, it's a big deal. Yeah, and and I think you know they whatever the sellout numbers were for the last time, and then LeBron ended up not playing. You know, yeah. we'll we'll see this time. I haven't I haven't looked ahead at the Lakers schedule to see what they're uh, what they're going to be doing. I think it's going to be his birthday. On Friday, if I'm not mistaken, I think I think I saw that somewhere. Uh, yeah. 39, he'll be turning. So I don't. I'm guessing he's probably going to want to play on his birthday. You know, we'll 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 see what we'll see what happens. But I, I'm with you, and you know the the times where he has played. There's a there's obviously like a, a different energy in the building when LeBron's on the floor. Uh, there's a different energy this year in general. But man, you combine that with with a game against LeBron, and and I think that's. That's about as good an atmosphere as you could hope for 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 a game. When it when it comes to sports in the United States, you know, everybody knows the NFL is number one, but but the NBA is it, it's it's pretty impressive what this league has done and the interest they generate, and and they're generating pretty nice television contracts in their own right as well. 
Yeah, and you know we'll see that in coming years. You know that's one reason why you saw that that in season tournament this year, and I think that's probably going to be here to stay. Uh, the numbers on that were pretty good. They got I don't want to say they got lucky that the that the Lakers were the ones that won it. You know, a marquee franchise going all the way through to to maintain sure. the interest in it. Um, but for the first year of the league. You know, having LeBron and the Lakers win that thing, they they really couldn't have asked for a better a better script, so to speak, for for the first season of this experimental thing that they're trying. So, I definitely would expect that. Maybe with some tweaks next year, but I would definitely expect that to be to be a part of the league's future. And yeah, I think these these television deals are, you know, I, I, all this is kind of out of my my field so to speak the the money aspect of all of it but i can't yeah, imagine right. they're going to be small yeah yeah no no doubt what what about expanding speaking of lebron you keep hearing about you know vegas is inevitable um will will the league expand do you hear rumblings you know you you, you travel around the league and talk to a lot of people what, what do you hear on that front yeah, I mean, for the last couple of years, it just kind of seems like an inevitability that it's going to be Vegas and most likely Seattle after that. Um, you know, I, I think it's just a matter of when. I, I wonder if, you know, maybe first item on the agenda is figuring out kind of the, the new TV deals, figuring out where the league is headed, then bringing, bringing those teams in eventually. Um, but I think that it's basically just a matter of when and not if the NBA is going to do that. At least that's just the vibe you get from the last from the last couple of years here. Yeah, and 32 is a good number, and uh, they add two. Uh, Seattle would be happy, of course. The Oklahoma City Thunder, once upon a time, were the Seattle Supersonics. Uh, you almost forget sometimes. And then, right. uh, uh, of course, Vegas. And it, the crazy thing, final thought. When when there were rumors of pro sports going to Vegas, I thought the NBA would be first. It turned out to be the NHL, then the NFL. Major League Baseball is going to beat the NBA into Vegas. Yeah, it's it's yeah. insane to me. Yeah, that's. I think that that comes as a little bit of a surprise. I'm I'm surprised the NFL is in there as uh, quickly as it was. Quite honestly, yeah. but I guess you know just the attitudes towards toward legalized gambling and, and associating with Las Vegas, you know, changed from what they used to be. You know, obviously like back in the day, every, every team feared moving to Vegas for, for the obvious kind of gambling uh, nefarious purposes that, that might've been going on uh, with such a move. But I guess now that everything is kind of more above board and, and the leagues just don't have as much uh, of a concern. And, yeah, I'm with you, but I'm surprised the NBA hasn't tried to move in there sooner. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not sure I'm not sure why, but I, I do feel like it, it's going to happen at some point. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it it sounds like LeBron would love to be one of the guys owning that team in Vegas. And Maybe they're I, just I, waiting for him to retire. Who knows when that's yeah, going to be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, Chris, good to visit with you. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Chris Hine covers the Timberwolves for the Star Tribune online at StarTribune.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 